The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Amen. Praise God. Are you ready? We are going to be looking at another session of living by your rhema or operating by your rhema, however you want to put it. Hallelujah. Living by your rhema or operating by your rhema. It's important that we define our terms to operate is to function. So you can say functioning by your rhema. So let's define our terms. We said the word, there are several words for word in the Bible. Majorly, the first one is what? Logos, right? It refers to the expression of thought. It refers to a concept, an idea. It also carries with it the idea of the revealed will of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. That's the word logos. And when you study the word of God, you find out that Jesus was the will of God in action. Jesus said, I came not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. So Jesus was the will of God in action. John 5 verse 30. It says, I can of my own self do nothing as I hear a judge and my judgment is just, but I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. So everything that Jesus did was the Father's will. So, so the, 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 the logos is the revealed will of God, okay? It could be the written will of God, like we have the whole body of revelation and um, in the Bible. That's the logos of God, all right? It also refers to a discourse. D-I-S-C-O-U-R-S-E. Then we have another word, rhema. Rhema refers to utterance. It could mean a specific word. Give it to me. Given to what? A specific person. Mm-hmm. At a specific time. Mm-hmm. For a specific person. Purpose. So, Rhema is very direct. Is very direct. The Logos is the documentation of what God has said. The Rhema is what God is saying. Are we together? And you need to understand this in your walk with God in your dealings with God. In Acts 10 verse 44, the Bible says, while Peter yet spake these words, Rhema, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the Logos. See, 
Peter was preaching and the words he spoke, which were rhema, was in line with the word, which is logos. So when someone claims to have heard a word from God, it must be consistent with the written word of God. Are we together? Because the written word of God is the documentation of God's will. God's perfect will. All right. So, in knowing that, it becomes obvious that we cannot just carry any word and say, this is my rhema. But we must make sure the rhema is consistent with the word of God. Can, we, can I get an amen to that? All right. Let's move on forward. Having said that, in Matthew 4 verse 4, Jesus, let's begin from verse 3 into 4. Now, when a tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Notice the word proceeds. See? Proceeds. Present, continuous, ad infinitum. In other words, a rhema is a now word. A rhema is what God is saying to you now. Are we together? It may be something written in the scripture that is quickened by the Holy Ghost to you now. For instance, Matthew 4.16 was the scripture that brought me to Bielsa. It says, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. O King James says, light has shined. All right? Now, that was the word that brought me to Bielsa. But this is the word that God gave Jesus. I was studying my Bible. We came to minister in Bielsa. This was in 2004. And as I was studying the Gospels, I got to this point, And I knew I was to go to a place where there was darkness. So I said, where has there not been light for a long time? And they said, Bielsa, at that time, Bielsa had not had light for close to like six months. How many of you can remember that time? They said they were going to import a turbine. How many of you can remember? Oh, it's like, most of you are new people here. You were not here then. I mean, many of you were here then? Wave your hands, let me see. Okay. So I knew I was to come to Bielsa. It says, the people we sat in, in darkness saw great light. And then we sat in the original shadow of death. Light sprung up. And if you understand that about that period, that period is a lot of tension in the Niger Delta region. Come on now. I said, come on now. It says, those who sat in a region and shadow of death. So I was in Benin. I was doing well in ministry. And I suddenly knew that I was to come to Bielsa to minister. And by 2005, I moved in fully into Bayasa. But before that time, in 1995, which is 10 years to 2005, I had a word from God, July 2nd, 1995. We were praying on my birthday and someone gave me a prophetic word. And the word, the guy said that uh, you will start a work. The work will start like a little light, and the light will grow and cover the nations. See? So when this word came, I knew the place on which I will begin to spring up and shine is in Bielsa. 
No matter how successful I was in Benin, I knew that a time had come for me to go to Bayelsa. And I came to Bayelsa. People said that it would be the end of my ministry, that um, I will not do well, and um, all that and all that. I will not last. I will run away. I've been in Bayelsa since 2005. April 2005. No, July 2005. And if you calculate it, it tells you I've been here for how many years? 13 years. And by the grace of God, from this Bayelsa, the gospel we preach is impacting all of Africa into Europe on TV. On other platforms, we are watched live on television from India and other nations, yes. So this is the place for me to spring from. Whether I'm going somewhere else, that's up to God. But you see, you need to learn to live by your rhema. Many times we don't live by our rhema. There's what we say, we say there's what God has done, there's what God is doing, there's what God will do. What God has done is the past. What God is doing is now, and what God will do is the future. Your rhema points you to what God is doing. And when you collaborate and cooperate with God, when he speaks to you his rhema, you begin to enjoy his blessings. See? There are people in ministry today that don't enjoy God's blessings because they don't function by their rhema. For instance, in John 3 verse 34, the Bible says, He that is God sent, speak at the words of God. That's rhema. You see that? Say, He whom God has sent, speak at the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. So, if I want to experience a strong anointing, as a minister, I must learn to speak God's rhema. He says, he that is God sent, I'm a sent man, speak at the rhema of God. The rhema of God is what God is saying. Say what God is saying. And I was weak. Say what God is saying. Yeah, what God is saying. And he says, when you do that, he says, God will give his spirit to you without measure. In other words, a very strong anointing. And many times, ministers just find a few verses to preach or get someone's message to preach. And they're not speaking what the, the Lord is speaking. If what you're getting to preach, let it be what God is saying. If you speak what God is saying, you feel the presence of God. You know, a lot of times people ask me, I found out when you minister, there's such presence, there's such richness, there's such, there's such sweetness. Because I am speaking my rhema. You see that? There's a rhema for that service. There's a rhema. In, if you look at Acts 10, I'll read, um, I just want to rush some things here because of time. But if you look at Acts 10, verse 6, the angel spoke to Cornelius. He spoke to Cornelius to look for Peter. Look at, let's begin from verse 5. It says, now send men to Joppa, Acts 10, 5, and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon at Tana, whose house is by the, sea, by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. Now take note, he will tell you what you must do. Fast forward, Peter was praying. He was led to follow three men that came from Cornelius' house. Then he got to Cornelius' house. All right, let me just begin from verse 24. 
And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted up and saying, stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went and found many who had come together. So Peter began to explain and all that. Cornelius told his story. Look at verse 30, 30, 32 to 33. Send therefore to, to Joppa and call Simon here, who's son of his Peter, is lodging in the house of Simon the town by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I send to you immediately, and you are well done to come. Now therefore we are all present before God to hear all the things. Notice, to hear all the things commanded you by God. In other words, we don't just want to hear what you want to say. We want to hear what God has commanded you to say. So when Peter began to speak the rhema in Acts 10 44, as he was speaking the rhema, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard the word. So he was not just speaking scripture, he was speaking what God wanted Cornelius and his house to hear. In Acts 11 verse 14, you see Peter's testimony of this, Acts eleven fourteen, 14. It says, Peter is talking now, go to 13, let's see so we can have a full context. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon whose son name is Peter, verse 14. He says, who will tell you words, Rhema, by which you and your household will be saved. Are you aware that you can preach a message to someone today, the person doesn't get saved? Because he was saying to them what they did, the, the word they did, God didn't, how do I put it? You're not saying to them what, the words that would turn their hearts. A man of God went to preach to a lady. I was telling her that if you want to receive Christ, you will die and go to hell. The woman said, I'm already in hell. So he went like the lady didn't receive his word. He went and he found out that the message was not relevant to the woman that she would die and go to hell. She's already suffering. Said, nah, hell, I did. Nah, hell. So she, he had to get a word of hope. So, the word that leads this person to Christ might not be the word that leads this other person to Christ. Because sometimes, some of us who want to preach the same message to some, when we are going for one-on-one -on -one evangelism, you are preaching the same thing again and again. No, there's a word that will get the person saved. Say rhema. Say it again, say rhema. So, there are rhemas that God gives us from time to time in Acts, uh, sorry, in John 8, verse 20. Look at this. It says, These words, this rhema, Jesus spoke in a treasury as a taught in the temple, and no one lays hands on him for his hour not yet come. Notice, Jesus was teaching the rhema. One reason why John had a lot of crowd was because John was speaking the rhema. Say the rhema. So you must learn to live according to your rhema. If you're a minister, if you're a business person, live according to your rhema. You see that? Because if you don't live according to your rhema, you will not fulfill your vision because your rhemas are your milestones to the fulfillment of your destiny. From time to time, God will speak to you and say thoughts and thoughts. It's up to you to listen to the word and act on it. If you're there, say Amen. All right. Now, let's look at something about Rhema. We learned that when God speaks, it doesn't just speak because he wants something to happen. 
He speaks because he knows the future. And he has seen the future. It gives you a word that will propel you into that future. For instance, 1st of December 2002, the Lord spoke to me and said, the hunger of a generation is on you. Now, I was not known. I was in Benin, studying, watching Christian television, blessing my life, and I was watching the minister of God, and the Lord spoke to me and said, the hunger of a generation is on you. And I solemnly knew that my ministry is for generations. See? But I wasn't known. Now, I meet people Fast forward, this is 2018, 16 years forward. And people will tell me, you are a blessing to our generation. Thank you for the study and the revelation you brought to our generation. In 2002, it looked impossible. See, you have your rhema. And you have to believe your rhema and guide your life by the rhema. Are we together? Don't forget what Jesus said. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. See, God wants us to live by our rhema. Are you all there? Now, in the realm of the spirit, words are codes. Words are keys. When I came to Bielsa, I noticed that the first day I came, this was in July, this should be July Maybe 12th, 13th, or thereabout, or 14th, when I came, I know that I had a strong prophetic word July 16th. So that I'd already come to Bayelsa. So it was before July 16th. That night, I slept in Bogini. And I had a vision. The door seemed to be open. There was, as I was told, as I was told, there was no door. And a spirit being spoke to me. He said, Go back to where you came from, leave my people alone. So I knew that I was going to be confronting spirit beings. Those beings are called territorial spirits. See, the Bible calls them the rulers of the darkness of this world. Ephesians 6 verse 12. In every region, there's a spirit that controls that region. Some of you don't know that. Every region. If you go to Yoruba land to go and preach, something will confront you too and say, what are you doing here? To come and disturb my people. Why? Because this spirit enslaved people. See that? If you look at um, 1 John 5.19, the Bible says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Your, your king just said light and wickedness. But the, the new king just said light under the sway of the wicked one. That means under the influence. The devil governs the whole world. Then there are principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So, Principalities and powers, they, some, these powers, they refer to authorities. They have limited spheres. See, there are demons that govern your community. There are demons assigned to your streets. See, so you need to understand this because some of you have your rhema and you're not doing well. I want to show you how to operate by your rhema. See, because a lot of us, we just live our lives and I don't know why I'm not making progress. You don't know there are forces. See, for instance, as a Christian, there are forces that want, will not want you to prosper. Because if you prosper, the kingdom of God will prosper. And in the natural realm, money and success is power and authority. 
So the more you succeed, the more influence you have. And your, your, your beliefs will actually, determine, will, will, will actually determine how your influence is utilized. If a man is an occultist and is successful and powerful, this is what will happen. You will notice that when he succeeds, he will try to bring people into occultism. You see, if you want to, if you say, oh, God, you're very successful, say, ah, oh, you have to join the cult. So, if a Christian is successful, what will happen is that when you go and meet him, say, ah, boy, you're really blessed. Can you tell me your secret? Say, you better come to Christ. See, that's why if you notice, in the world today, many Christians are not successful. Because they don't understand the codes and the laws that go in the realm of the spirit. Are we together? So you see people are not born again and they still, they, 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 they blaspheme the, the name of the Lord and say, if Christ, what is Christianity? Christianity is for, for people, it's the opium of the masses. And they, why? Because of the fact that Christians don't understand the laws that govern success. And that's what I'm talking to you about, Eurema. Let me show you something about this thing I shared quickly about um, the realms being governed by spirit. Go to Daniel chapter 10. And let me show you that spirits govern territories. Now, I want us to look at verse 13, Daniel 10, 13. Because the angel Gabriel was coming and the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood him 21 days. Notice the prince, the ruler of the kingdom of Persia. Now, hear me, most nations are not really governed by their leaders. They are influenced by spirits. And that's why you can see sometimes somebody will say, if I get to office, I will do this, I will do this, I will do that. And they get it, they cannot do it. Somebody will say, ah, I will go there and I will do it. You will get there and they cannot do it. Someone else will get there and say, I cannot do it. Why? Because they don't understand the laws that govern the realm of the spirit. That's what I'm showing you here. It says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Micah, one of the princes, came to help me for I was le I've been left alone alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, it's not referring to kings as of uh, natural kings. This is an angel coming from heaven. There's a, there's a ruler of the king of the kingdom of Persia, which is the spirit that governs the kings. Then there are other small demons called the kings of Persia. Just like Nigeria now, there will be a spirit over Nigeria. And there are small, small other kings, maybe the ones that govern states. Are you following me now? All right, you got to understand this. Let's look at something else so we go back to what I was saying. Verse 20. It says, after Michael came and they won the fight, so look at verse 20. Then he said, do you not know, do you know why I've come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. The prince of Persia is the spirit over the region that Persia governs. That's the prince of Persia. Then he says, and when I've gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. Now, the, the kingdom of Persia was reigning over all the other kingdoms. So, the spirit of Persia was dominating the affairs of, of things. Now, after that came the prince of Greece. Because the kingdom of Persia fell to Alexander the Great, who was from Greece. So, when Alexander came to power, the, the kingdom, the, the spirit, that's why it matters who rules you. The spirit that was, got, that was assigned to the spirit of Greece came over. So the spirit that was reigning was the, uh, the prince of Greece. Alexander is ruling physically, but it's a spiritual force ruling spiritually. Are, are we together? 
So now when you look at our world, you see the influence of the, of the influence of, of, of the, the Prince of Greece. If you look at the way our university buildings are built, that's professional universities, not our there's all those column buildings and all that. It's all Grecian. The way we teach in classes, that's why they say Hellenistic method of teaching. Hellenistic means Greek method of teaching. Are you following me? Alright, so when I came here, the spirit assigned to this land said, go back to where you came from and leave my people alone. You see that? That's why some of you, you're born again, you find as though one marine spirit is trying to still sleep with you at night. You are living right, you're not fornicating. The spirit is still trying to exert. Why? Because somehow your forefathers, one way or another, were in covenant with our deity. Are we together? But because many of us don't really know our rights and understand the word of God, we still suffer under the whiplash of these influences. Are you following me? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to show you how within the short time, if I can't, I'll finish maybe some other time. Now look at this. So the, 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 the prince of Persia will, will come. Look at verse 21. But I tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. That's the word of God. No one opposes me against this except Michael. Notice what he called Michael to Daniel. He said, Michael, your prince. Because Michael is the prince over the nation of Israel. So you see why Israel wins battles when they align with God. When Israel aligns with God, the Michael will and the angels of God will help them fight the battle. When they do not worship God, they become helpless to their enemies because they don't have their backup. See, if you align with God, the angels of God will back you up and guarantee your success. Are you following me? All right. Now, in looking at this issue of Rhema, you, you've got to, oh boy, there's so many things I, I have to say, but let me just look at this. I said, words are codes in the realm of the spirit. Now, in the realm of the spirit, what you say is spirit. Jesus said in John 6 verse 63, he said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So, when words are spoken, they are spiritual something that are caused in the realm of the spirit. So, when you speak words of uh, fear, fear attracts demons just as faith attracts God. So, when you're talking about your fears, how many of you, you're hearing words, maybe somebody's talking about, um, let me, maybe someone, how many of you, maybe they told you one scary story at night, then you slept and you dreamt about the thing, you woke up, you were scared. Let me see. Okay. What happened was that when the person was talking, they opened a the portal. See, that's why it matters what you watch. So you're watching a movie. How uh, I many of you watch Hammer House of Horror? Did you watch Hammer House of Horror? Okay, some of you are smart, you don't know Hammer House of Horror is. So when you watch Hammer House of Horror, you now go to sleep, you now, you now be in the movie. Because words, don't forget, it was written from a script. Words open portals in the realm of the spirit. Now, you're listening to worship music. And as they're worshiping, as they're worshiping, and they're just singing, uh, you are great, you do miracles, you're worshiping, and you're worshiping. What happens? A presence comes because words are spirits. 
You see, somebody can be talking to you. Hmm. Last week I was walking in the night like this. Now someone boy up a gun for my neck. Now I said, God, what didn't happen? And I said, they collect my purse, collect my phone. Now God save me. Oh. The boy now said, where can they go? I said, God. I started to thank God. I want to put somebody. I started to go. They said, not only me. Oh. The other person, this person is telling you all the fearful stories. You know what happens? You too start becoming afraid. The person has opened a portal over your life of fear. Your elder sister, maybe is finding it difficult to give birth. For instance, watch this. And you find out that she has fibroids. Your next sister has fibroids. Then they'll not start telling you, say, ah, now wow, is that everybody for our family get fibroids? And you say, yeah, go check yourself. They open the portal of fibroids over your life. See, we need to understand this thing. So when you stay under a man of God and he's speaking words over you, and saying things like, you will prosper, you will not suffer, you will, you, you will live your life to the fullest. It's opening a portal over you. When you amen the word, when you say amen, which is emuna, you are saying true, established, so be it. You open the portal of that word to happen in your life. A man of God was teaching one time about the seasons of God to Jewish children. And when the rabbi was talking, he spoke about entering another season that was coming for the Jewish people. And when he spoke it, only, I think one or two of them said, Amen. This took about like 70 to 80 years. So when the season changed, all the other children had died who heard the story. Only those who said, Amen. Because when they opened the portal, they could enter into the future. See, words are transporters. See, we are made by words. In Hebrews 1 verse 3, the Bible says he opposes all things. The word that means to propel, to sustain, and to maintain all things. Give it to me in the Amplified Version, please. Is this helping anybody, please? All right. It says, it's a perfect imprint and a very image of God's nature. It says, upholding, maintaining, guiding, and propelling the universe by the mighty, his mighty word of power. That's the rhema. It says he upholds. That's why you need to speak your rhema. It says he maintains. He, he is guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. So as a child of God, you must learn to speak your rhema. See, that's why I'm sorry to say many children of God don't go far. Look at this. Let's say a guy has a charm. And they want to kill him and they enter the place. He will speak some words and call on whatever deity he's working with and touch a wall and disappear. Why did he speak those words? They were codes. See, so God, if he wants to change your season, he brings a word into your life. Because those words are keys to take you into the next season. Are you following me? All right. So when the spirit spoke and said, leave my people alone, go back to where you came from. So I knew I was going to be in confrontation. So every night this spirit came. I will pray and bind. I will pray and bind and it will come again. Until one day, the evil presence was so strong. And the people who were praying with me were afraid. They now, they moved to the wall because the evil presence was so strong. Then I said, devil, I did not send myself. God sent me here. He said, they that sat in darkness saw a great light. To them that sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. As I said that, the evil presence was dissipated. 
You know why? I have not released the sword of the spirit. There are lots of you here who don't know how to live by your rhema. What did God tell you? See, that's why you never enter a business without a rhema. See, because when you start confronting high powers, it's the rhema that opens the door for you. One of the wealthiest women, in fact, the world, I think the wealthiest woman in Asia, if I'm not mistaken, except it has changed hands, used to be a Christian. She had two rhemas. One of them was Ephesians 3.20. Now, unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, she was an adopted child. And she rose from nothing to becoming a woman that was that rich to the point that she had at the point the largest water business in Asia. What happened? She had a rhema. Do you have your rhema? Because once a time is coming as you're rising in your career, there are people who may be ahead of your career that have done sacrifices to govern that career. And they say, for instance, let's say the law career or the medical career. And one man is high up there and he has done sacrifice that in this field I will lead. I will be in charge. Now he has a leg, an illegitimate, legitimate authority. Legitimate because it's in the natural realm. Illegitimate because it came from Satan. So now the guy is at the top. You are rising. When you are rising to that level, those spirits will confront you. Now you need your rhema. You see that now? But many of us do not have a rhema. So we get there and stop. Or even that loses the job and is cast out of where he's working. You see that? You are a student on campus. What is your rhema? When I was on campus, I dominated the campus, even cultists. I laid hands on the head of a particular group in group of, 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 of a cultist in school and it fell under the power. When I was in school, I dominated. I had a rhema. What is your rhema? It is your license to operate in that sphere. Some of you are in the music industry. What is your rhema? There are forces in the music industry that don't want Christian music to rise. So what is your rhema? So you, you're producing, you say, okay, I'm going to produce an album or I'm going to maybe, um, um, I'm going to have a show on TV and in my show, I'll interview musicians. What is the rhema behind that show? Because in the day of trouble, it's your rhema that is your way out of that trouble. That's why if you notice our weapons, all of them, all of them are in front and they are all defensive. Technically, the loins of truth, breastplate of righteousness, they're all here defending you. The one you used to progress forward is the gospel and the sword of the spirit, which is what the rhema of God. Do you have your rhema? That's why when the devil came to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, command these sons to turn to bread. And Jesus said, it is written. That's the logos. But the Logos at that point became his rhema. You see that? It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The devil gave him another temptation. It is written again. 
See, give me verse, um, verse 6 or is it 7 now? 7, 7, let me see. The devil told him to worship him. Verse 7, please. 7. Jesus said to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Give me 8 or 9, 8, drop down, 9, 10. Let me see now. He said, and Jesus said, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall not, we shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall. Notice from the Logos, he had his rhema. Do you have your rhema? The Lord spoke to me. I was praying one day on the floor. And the Lord said, I've given you the heart of this people. And I'm giving you the victory. I believe in his own nation. I'm one of them. I am the most loved preacher. Come on now. Your president likes me. They say when I preach, there's a magnet that holds you to just listen. Because God said, I have given you the heart of the people. There's a man that became a president in the nation. And he was in church. He was 13 years old. If I, he was not even born again. But he was in church when God told him he would be the president of his nation. And he's always been ruled by white people. He became a president. See, there is a rhema. What did God tell you? See, they put him in prison. For several years, Zeke came out and ruled them. The rhema. Do you have your rhema? There's a man of God that... I heard about, though he went into politics in America, and he was a Christian, was a businessman. And somebody saw him and gave him a word that he's going to win, he's going to run for Senate in a, in, in a particular state in America, and he's going to have a son called Caleb. So, he adopted a son called Caleb. The prophecy is coming to pass. So now he's going to run for office. Somehow running for the office, he had heart attack and he died. So when he died, he went to heaven. So his wife was on earth. This is what the wife was saying. She called his name and said, you're going to run for office. You're going to adopt a son called Caleb. You have that son. God said we are going to raise the son together. He never said I'll raise the son alone. So she kept on speaking the rhema that God said he and his wife will raise a son called Caleb. And they will move, they will run for office and all that. She was saying all that. She said that part of your destiny is not fulfilled. You cannot die and leave me like this. So the doctors felt she had lost her mind. She was functioning based on the arima. So they pulled her out. As they were pulling her out, she's called his name. And said, in the name of Jesus, I command your spirit to come back into your body. Now, what gave that prayer legitimacy and a fulfilled vision and a fulfilled rhema? Do you know what the angel told Paul in Acts 27? It says the people in the ship will not die. 
you will not die until you take the word to Caesar. Now it's because you have unfinished business, you cannot die. So Paul told them in Acts 27, he said, it shall be as it was told me from the Lord. In other words, this realm will be fulfilled. The ship was broken into pieces and nobody died. Why? Because the rhema must come to pass. Are you following me? All right. So, you've got to understand, the man, the man shared when he went to heaven, he was in this beautiful place, and he saw Jesus. And Jesus showed him some things. And while Jesus was showing him, Jesus started showing him mountains. Jesus showed him seven mountains. Jesus showed him seven mountains. And he said, I want you to occupy the top of the mountain called government. And sent him back. So when he came to his body, no, sorry, he said when Jesus was talking to him, he heard his wise voice that called him back into his body because he had unfinished business. Notice, watch this, what she was binding on earth and demanding on earth the codes brought her husband back to fulfill his destiny. I said, what is your rhema? And he ran for office four times and won because he had a rhema. So the question I want to ask you, what is your rhema? Go to God. What is my unfinished business? When you find it, you find your business, your mountain. Because he didn't know what the other mountains were until God revealed it to Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright. So these other mountains, there are other mountains there's a mountain of religion or the church. There's a mountain of religion. We, some of us, we are on this mountain. There's a mountain of academia, which is education or schools. Some people, this is your mountain. Find the mountain. God called it to occupy. There's a mountain of business or economy. Which is your mountain? There's a mountain of family. See, you have your family. There's a mountain. There's a mountain of arts, entertainment, and sports. Is this your mountain? There's a mountain of mass media. Which is your mountain? The man had a rhema, he will be in government. He says, go back. The wife was demanding, this is an unfinished business. God said, God said. And hear me, God cannot deny himself. How many times have we prayed for people to rise and they never rose? Because there was no unfinished business we were putting a demand on to be fulfilled.
everybody in the top of their field has a rhema. Whether you're looking at Bishop Oedekbo, or you're looking at my host in South Africa, there is a rhema that lifts them, that they believed and guided their life by, and takes them to the top of their profession. What is your rhema? I have a rhema. God told me, says, set forth a standard. It is my rhema. I have a rhema. Go with the presence of my spirit and demonstrate the power of my spirit. I have a rhema. Take my healing power to your generation. I have a rhema. Take my healing power to the nations. I have a rhema. What is your rhema? That rhema is your bargaining power in the fight of life. When Jesus was going to face the cross, he would say, the son of man will be arrested and he'll be killed and he'll be buried. Then he say, and he'll rise again the third day. What was he doing? He was putting a demand on his rhema. What is your own rhema? If you want to rise to the top of your field, you need your coats. Let me end with 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. Has this helped anybody today? Because a lot of people don't have any rhema to walk with. You just jump into a field without a rhema. You don't do that. So that when the battles come, say, Lord, you said. I, I didn't want to do this. You said. He will just clear out. Clear out the way for you to rise up to the top. Because you have the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God. This child committed unto the son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee. See, when a prophetic word goes forth concerning your life, it goes into your future to clear the way. The word of God is a messenger. See, and when you come to that place in life and you sound that code, that code resonates with that present, that particular environment, that season, and bets that word for you. That's why if you look at the life of Jesus, say, you notice say, that the scripture might be fulfilled. It was functioning by rhema. The rhema already says that Jesus will, will, will come to the city on a donkey. So Jesus said, go over into the city straight before you. You will find an, a donkey, an, a donkey on, uh, we, we, we call the King James, the ass. You see a donkey tied to his coat. No one has written on it. He says, lose it and bring it. So they will ask you, what are you doing? He says, tell them the master, the Lord has need of it. And they will let you go. Why? Because the word had gone forth and it sounded the rhema. It opened the door in the present. How did we get this place? When we came here, before we came here, we held a meeting. And we're saying, where, where will we move to, to the church? So one of the persons said, uh, Tombia. I said, the church we start is in Tombia. It's Tombia village. Then the other one said, Emiringi. Uh, I said, Yo, the church we start is will be in Emiringi. I said, God spoke to me that God spoke to me, Rema, that the church will be in Biobolo. He said, you will not be able to find a place in Biobolo. So my wife saw this place. We came here and then we prayed and we went to the man. I want you to watch God. Finally, 
The man gave us 5 million. We refused because the Lord said, no, I should tell him 1.5. That's what I have faith for. The man came down to 3 million and came down to 1.5. As we're about to come in, a governor of this state wanted to rent this place for a pastor that was close to him and offered 3 million, twice what we offered. The man refused and gave it to us. See, when you're functioning by a rema, even nature favors you. Are you following me? When Jesus was walking on the water in Matthew 14, the disciples were in a boat. And Jesus said, in fact, they said, it is a ghost. And the Lord said, be not afraid, it is I. Then Peter said, Lord, if it's be thou, bid me come to thee on the water. In other words, tell me to come on the water. And Jesus said, come. That word was his rhema. When he stepped out of the water to go to Jesus, he began to walk on water because Jesus told him to come on water. You will catch it. Go back again. Let's look at 28. Look at this. Look at this. He said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Nobody can walk on water. He said, Lord, if you are the one talking, give me the license to walk on water. So Jesus said, come. So when Peter came out down of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. Are you following me? So now, nature was cooperating with his rhema. You will catch it. You cannot walk on water even if there is no storm. Are you following me? But because he had a rhema, nature started cooperating. But when Peter turned his eyes away from Jesus, began to see the wind that was boisterous, he became afraid and he began to sink. Notice that when he turned his eyes away from the word, Jesus... He began to sink. Why are you sinking? You've turned your eyes away from your rhema. So long as you stay on your rhema, nature will walk with you. Watch this. They had water. They had no wine. First of all, let's put it first. The wine ran out. And Mary comes and says, whatever it says to you, what did she say? Do it. Are we together? Okay. Now Jesus said, fill the water pots with water. And they filled it up to the brim with water. Then Jesus told them, take out of the water and go and give the governor of the feast. When he took the water and went somewhere between when they took the water and when they got to the governor of the feast, it had become wine. What happened? When they functioned with their rhema, nature began to respond to what they needed. See, most of you here are not functioning with your rhema and some of you don't even have a rhema. You've never taken time to find out from the Lord, what do you want me to do? What is your calling on my life? When you get that, you will find out that there's no mystery to success. That's what Paul told Timothy, said, my son Timothy, I charge thee, 1 Timothy 1.18. He says, 
according to the prophecies which went before. See, the word goes before you. Now some of you, there are words that have gone before you. You are not sounding the word in your presence today to align with the word in the future so that when you get there, it manifests. Oh. Are you aware that Israel was supposed to stay in um, Babylon for 70 years? But they got of 70 years and nothing happened until Daniel prayed and sounded the rhema, they were set free. See, you've got to understand that, yeah, God has said it, but are you saying what God has said so that what God has said can manifest? So it says, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. That is how we war. That's how we rule. See, go and get your rhema. Your rhema for your marriage. He told me, he said, when you meet her, he said, our love is our weapon. She will come with gifts. He said, and when you marry her, your ministry shall be multiplied. And I married her, my ministry shall be, has been multiplied. My children, said, so your children are settled. Second one, it said, your children will glorify me. They will honor me, so to say. So now I know that these children will serve God. Sometimes you hear what the students say. You wonder who taught them. The Lord taught them. He said, your children will glorify me. What is the rhema for your children? What is the rhema for your marriage? You just want to marry anybody. What is the rhema? He says, you will use them to war a good warfare. You see that? Do you know before Cyrus was born, a prophecy went before on him. Before Nebuchadnezzar conquered Israel, a word went before on him. Which word has gone before you? See, some of you need to go back to the prophecy notes, what God said about your life. That's why you are frustrated. That's why your life is painful because you don't have codes to fight now. See, most of you don't have codes. God told Paul he would stand before kings. So no matter how they arrest him, they were arresting him to fulfill destiny. He preached to King Agrippa. He preached to Nero. You see, he was fulfilling destiny. What is your rhema? I don't know who God sent this message for. What is your rhema? Go back to those notes. Pick it up again. I'm not saying notes, you heard rubbish. I'm saying you know God said unequivocally clear. You knew it. You pick it up. And say from now on, this is what I live by. Think about it. I have a rhema. And that rhema has kept on moving me forward. Moving me forward. That rhema is moving me. He told me in 2004, day unto day, utterest preach, night unto night, show it forth knowledge. You'll be on radio every day. Sound dynamics. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It happened. He said, you'll be on TV every night. Night unto night, show it forth knowledge. New vision, show it forth. It happened. What is your rhema? It's not just dreaming and dreaming and imagination. No. Not vain imagination. 
this one, now God tell you. I rest my case. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bayonso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.